Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Home prices globally have been taking a hit from rising interest rates. And in line with that, here in Singapore, we saw across 2022 private home prices rising just 8.6%, slowing from the 10.6% increase that we saw the year before. 2021. Rentals for private homes, though, have been soaring, haven't they? Property rents for 2022 reached highs not seen since 2013. So are interest rates holding some buyers back? Have cooling measures introduced here since September 30th, including that 15-month new wait-out period for private homeowners who want to buy an HDB flat after they sell their private homes? Has that been impacting prices? And are the China buyers bringing new life to property sales yet? For a snapshot of property market trends, I've invited Eugene Lim. He's Key Executive Officer of ERA Realty Network. Happy New Year, Eugene. It's been a long time. How are you? Yes, Happy New Year, Michelle. Thank you for having me on the show. Pleasure to speak with you. I wanted to talk yeah. to you about um, condo resales, particularly in the suburban areas, because I know that condo resale volumes are down uh, in December compared with the December for 2021, year-on-year basis, mm. some 49%. And I was wondering how suburban condos are doing. To what extent are you seeing suburban condos prices either rise or are we seeing a slowdown in the rise of their prices as well? Are more people sort of holding on to their flats, uh, apartments, because they think I have to wait out 15 months before I get that HDB flat if I want to downgrade. What are we seeing in the suburban condo sector? Well, if we look at the suburban condominium sector, uh, largely prices actually fell to about 2.6% in the quarter four after rising uh, for, for most of the year. And for the whole of 2022, suburban prices increased by 9.3% compared to 8.8% the year before. So, so just to give a snapshot of what happened over 2022 is that in the first three quarters last year, prices grew and due largely to uh, strong economic growth, the rebound, okay, and then uh, greater demand uh, up, coming from upgraders as well as rising rents. But quarter four, things uh, start to decline uh, for prices uh, due to lack of new launches uh, in those areas and also concerns uh, arising due to slowing macroeconomic conditions and, of course, what we always higher uh, interest rates for property loans. All right. Eugene, help us understand. You have an overview Mm. of the market and all the figures at your disposal. So which segment of Singapore's property market is actually seeing greater price movements than others? And what are some reasons for that? Okay, what we are seeing across the board is that generally prices of city fringe condominiums, that means this is the location just outside the, the prime areas, uh, they are experiencing the fastest growth uh, in quarter four, climbing 3.1% following 2.8% rise in the previous quarter. So for the whole of last year, city fringe condominium prices rise 9.7%. So this momentum, is it expected to continue in 2023? We say a strong yes. Okay, why? Because the main driver of price increases uh, in this sector particularly is new launches. 
So in 2023, the expected number of new launches in the whole of Singapore is around 50 to 56 new project launches. And this is almost triple that of last year's total of around 20 new project launches. So we're seeing a lot more new project launches are coming on stream this year. And particularly, half of the units that are going to be launched will be in the city fringe locations. In our terminology, we call it RCR, rest of central area. While 30% is in the suburban regions and 20% is in the core central region. So largely, we expect this momentum of price increase in the city fringe condos to continue this year, driven uh, largely by new launches coming on street. That's really interesting. I understand there are going to be more executive condominium units, executive units completed by the end of this year. So we're seeing a bump up in the supply expected in the second half of this year, a possible reflection point there. But how do you think this could impact price stability in the market as a whole? Well, let's not be confused with completion. So projects being completed, I think for those projects that are coming, uh, we are expecting quite a lot of projects to be completed this year. But completed projects doesn't mean new supply coming on stream. Most of these units have already found buyers. They, they are right. already sold. Right. So, right. so this doesn't impact new supply. That means new launches generally are the ones that are driving sales. So if you're looking at the sales market, we should be looking at new sales numbers. You know, completion Completed properties coming on stream TOP possibly may have an impact on resale market and the rental market. That's a good distinction. Thank you for that. I should clarify, which areas, if we look at the government master plan and we're looking at projected Mm. growth, what areas are likely to see long-term growth that we can already identify from where we are in 2023? That's right, Michelle. The key word here is long-term. So whatever we know about in the master plan will translate over time, it's not going to happen immediately overnight tomorrow. Usually what we see coming on stream will, will change uh, in the area in maybe in the next 5, 10 or even 15 years. So particularly, I'm very excited about several areas. I think firstly, needs no introduction, the Greater Southern Waterfront. So Greater Southern Waterfront spans actually from Pasi Panjang all the way to Marina East. So what's going to happen is that we all know the terminal ports at the city area. Uh, Their lease is expiring uh, in the very near future, and this will be relocated to the Tuas Megaport. So together with the Pasipanjang stretch where there are terminals there, uh, this will add about 1,000 hectares of land for development. Um, we all know Keppel Club is already free, and uh, the zoning there is uh, residential. All right, and uh, quite a few thousand units of both HDB flats as well as private residential will be built on the Keppel Club site. Now, together with Santosa, which forms the Greater Southern Waterfront, this uh, Keppel Club site and uh, Santosa, together with the terminals, will add about 2,000 uh, hectares of land to the Greater Southern Waterfront. So this is an exciting, very visible, highly anticipated area. The other one is a longer-term play, uh, um, Paleba Airbase. We all know that it's relocating, but this is only happening in 2030 onwards, and this will free up about 800 hectares of land. 
and we will expect a new town to blossom from there, which is going to be highly livable and sustainable. Now, the other area which will impact, because this, this area is called the Western Gateway. So Western Gateway comprises three locations. Number one, the Jurong Lake District. Jurong Lake District, the land use prescribed on the master plan there is white sites. So white site means mixed use development. And the Jurong Lake District site, which is smack right next to Jurong East, will be the largest mixed use business node outside of the central business district. Now further up, uh, we have the Jurong Innovation District, which is uh, slated to be a high tech manufacturing hub. And further nearer to the Tuas Megaport, we will expect new businesses in and around the Jurong and Tuas areas to spring up to support the Tuas Megaport area. So, so collectively, this Western Gateway will actually uh, transform the area into a, a, what we call a very high work, live and play area. Uh, on the eastern side, okay, the uh, eastern side is the Changi Airport region. So we all know back to business, right? And uh, we are going full steam ahead with the expansion of the Changi Airport area. And this will be the Eastern Gateway forming the aviation related businesses. And there's also a business cluster at uh, Changi City, which is next to the Changi Airport region. So comprising Singapore University of Technology and Design, the Changi Business Park, and the Changi East Urban District. So collectively, what it means is this will be another high uh, employment and uh, business area, which will therefore uh, have add value to the the residential properties in and around the location. Absolutely fantastic snapshot there. He's Eugene Lim, Key Executive Officer of ERA Realty Network. I notice you haven't talked uh, about the Jurong area. We are looking at Jurong Innovation District there as well, right? Yes, I did. I did mention Jurong Innovation District. So it's, uh, it's a high-tech manufacturing hub. So, so just... It's just actually further, a little bit further from the Jurong Lake District. And it's, it's mm. just, I mean, if you ask me, it's just down the road. So, <laughs> um, so, so this will have a, a tremendous impact on the new town that is evolving around uh, the JID, uh, Jurong Innovation District. That's called the Tengah area. Yeah, so uh, we all know a lot of construction activity happening. Uh, new EC projects are being built in the Tengah area, uh, this will, will definitely benefit the area around there. Okay, so you mentioned the Greater Southern Waterfront, the Paileba area, and we talked a little bit about Changi Airport. There's also a Pongol Digital District that I thought was quite interesting, and the Woodlands Regional Centre further up to the north as well, the Rail Island Route, the Rail Corridor. Does that look like potentially an interesting area? Yes. That, that is actually uh, the fourth, what we call Singapore generally have four regional centers and that, that is forms the Northern Gateway actually forms a major component of the regional centers. So you are right, Michelle, the the Woodlands area as well as the Pongo Digital District, these two are what we call the Northern Gateway. So again, the whole concept of uh, master plan is to decentralize, uh, mm. to bring employment work so we can all cut down commuting time. We work near the places uh, where we stay. And also, of course, when these new business hubs are developed, there will be, of course, tremendous uh, benefits to those of us who are landlords, who have properties 
and renting out to tenants. So you will have good quality tenants working in these business hubs and this will help us to, you know, we have so many properties coming on stream. So people ask, oh, oh how are we going to rent all these out? So, so there's a good <laughs> supply of tenants coming in these major uh, employment centers. Always useful for the property investor to be looking at that government master plan. Thank you so much for that great look ahead. I want to bring us back to the very present moment and the question on many property investors, landlords' lips. Do you expect, Eugene, the interest rates to impact rents in 2023? Are they going to keep soaring our rents? Okay, we are currently in a landlord's market. What it means is that Current available supply is short, all right? Available supply is short, coupled with high rental demand. Now, coincide this with high interest rates. High interest rates means landlords have to pay higher mortgage installments for their property. So what's going to happen? Landlords will try to recover this higher installment cost from their tenants by raising rents. And they are able to do it very effectively nowadays because of this situation that we are in, which is called a landlord's market. So just to put a sense to the numbers, for the whole of 2022, private home rents actually shot up by almost 30%, right? Compared to nine, just 9.9% in 2021. So this is the highest annual increase in 16 years, no? Since uh, mm. 2007. So, so is this expected to continue? Yes. Right, but some people are saying, but but we are expecting a, a ramp up in supply coming on stream. Right, we are seeing about nineteen thousand private homes slated for completion this year. So will that will that bring down the the rental market? Well, uh, the good news is that for tenants, is there will be more available supply uh, ah. because new more available new properties for you to rent and choose from. So that may create some competition between the newer, because tenants always prefer new rather than old properties, right? But because even with this 19,000 coming on stream, a bulk of them are, are, we expect them to be owner-occupied. So not all 19,000 are slated for rental, right? So, So, yeah. So we expect price increase for rents to continue this year because of the situation that we are in. However, things may slow down a little. What I'm saying is that price increase will slow down a little, but we are not likely to see a dip in rentals this year. So if you're a landlord, you probably want to lock in those increases before the increase in supply comes our way here in Singapore. Is that fair to say? Yeah, already uh, we are seeing some of the more prudent landlords trying to lock in uh, good tenants for a long time. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Eugene, thank you for a wonderful overview. He's Eugene Lim, Key Executive Officer of ERA Realty Network. Always a joy to speak to. So much good stuff there. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Money and Me. Have a great day, Eugene. You too, Michelle. Thank you very much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.